The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Star Wars 7x7 episode 3118. There are only seven Mondays left until the debut of season three of The Mandalorian. So I thought, let's do a Mando Monday situation leading up to it and revisit where we're at with the big players in the series. Today, we're going to talk about Moff Gideon. Punch it! Hey Rebel Razor, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. So Moff Gideon was kind of a shadowy bad guy in the first season of The Mandalorian. He was briefly mentioned in the third episode, The Sin, but he didn't actually show up in the series until episodes 7 and 8. And we found out from him that he was just brutal and sadistic. He had no problem with killing his own men if they were in the way of what he wanted to do. He killed an officer for trying to talk to him and interrupting him in the middle of something, like super petty stuff. Killed the client, killed the client's stormtrooper escort that was with him, just utterly wiped him out. And then, of course, there was that shocking reveal at the end of season one when we find out that Moff Gideon is in possession of the Darksaber, that legendary Mandalorian lightsaber. So what we know about that is that it was handed off to Bo-Katan by Sabine Wren during the Star Wars Rebels series. That happened in two BBY, two years before the Battle of Yavin. We still don't have a date for the Great Purge of Mandalore, so sometime, presumably, between 2BBY and 0BBY, that would be the educated guess, comparatively speaking, seems to be when the Purge may well have taken place. I guess it could have happened also sometime in between Star Wars and The Empire Strikes Back in that 0 to 3 BBY, or 0 to 3 ABY space, I should say, but probably more likely in the <laughs> intervening days prior to the destruction of the Death Star. Now, related to that is the fact that Moff Gideon was an ISB agent at the time of the Great Purge. So this actually suggests the potential for a link to season two of the Andor series. And it could have been a link to season one as well, because we obviously saw the Imperial Security Bureau during season one of Andor. Moff Gideon could have just been Mr. Gideon. <laughs> Supervisor Gideon walking around those halls during that season. And there's a part of me that wants to just super analyze all the footage anywhere near the Imperial Security Bureau to see if he was lurking in the background of a shot or something like that. But one thing we know for sure is that he will be a part of the ISB at the time of the Great Purge, which seems like it will happen concurrently during the events of the you know, back half of season two of Andor. I don't imagine that we will actually see that in Andor. It seems really 
unlike the kind of content that they would be creating for that series, but I could certainly envision a world where somebody makes a reference to it. Certainly when we see the Imperial Security Bureau in season one of Andor, they're talking about various operations in their meetings and so forth, so there are little winks and nods to things, and I wouldn't be surprised to hear something related to the Great Purge of Mandalore just being mentioned or some sort of engagement on Mandalore being mentioned during the series. There's one other aspect of this, too, that also you know, makes me want to question something about a presumption that we've made here on the podcast in previous episodes. So one of the things that we also find out about Moff Gideon is that he faked his execution for war crimes. So he was alleged to be dead, and of course he's not, and reappears many years later with a title of Moff based on what we know from the fall of the Empire and that sort of intervening period, especially as we see it in the Aftermath novels by Chuck Wendig, there are people who just adopt the title of Moff and say, I'm in charge of this sector now. So it's very likely that similar situation happened with Moff Gideon. Now, I had previously theorized that Navarro was somewhere nearby Mandalore in the galactic northeast, if you're looking at the galaxy from the top down. Well, it turns out that is not the case. So that Star Wars Timelines book that's going to be coming out now in April and has unfortunately been delayed a couple of times. At Star Wars Celebration, they gave out a poster as a you know, wonderful gift for people attending and showing up at a signing event. That's a beautiful poster with a new galactic map on it. And we find out that Navarro is actually in the galactic south-southwest. And that actually puts it a lot closer to places like Tatooine, for example, and Maldo Crace, where we have adventures with the Mandalorian during his first couple of seasons. And that makes sense as well, because you would figure that the Mandalorian wasn't necessarily shooting all across the galaxy, especially if fuel was such a big deal, and that the Bounty Hunters Guild operating from Navarro would be keeping things fairly close, comparatively speaking. So it is just a you know a couple of ticks around the metaphorical clock in the galaxy to get from Navarro to Tatooine, say for example. But this makes sense with Gideon particularly. If he had been known to be on Mandalore and then needed to fake his death and disappear, he disappeared basically to the opposite side of the galaxy. Now, in Season 2 of The Mandalorian, we actually get much more of Moff Gideon, and excitingly, Giancarlo Esposito has said that we will see even more of Gideon in future seasons as well. He's a terrific villain, so that's fantastic. We get him in five episodes in Season 2, one of which is just a hologram appearance, but it's a meaningful one because we find out that he is inspiring enough fanatic loyalty that he can give an order for an Imperial captain hauling a bunch of weapons to kill his pilots and take the ship down. This happens on Trask when Bo-Katan is trying to steal this weapons cache and the captain is going to just slam the ship into the sea and kill everyone aboard including himself and make the weapons get lost. And when he is prevented from doing that, he bites down on an electrified suicide pill. So yes, this is the kind of loyalty that Moff Gideon inspires and demands from his people and gets. And even more nefariously, we find out that he had a secret laboratory on Navarro where he was experimenting using Grogu's blood to create some kind of cloning situation, some sort of strand cast thing, which may or may not be linked with activities that the Fallen Empire was pursuing that we saw come to fruition during the Rise of Skywalker. 
And I guess technically even before that with Supreme Leader Snoke and The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi, but still. Then later on in the season, he steals Grogu away from the Mandalorian. And when the Mandalorian finally catches up to him, he basically says, yeah, you can have him. I'm done with him. I've got what I needed out of him. What does that actually mean? And considering the events of the rest of the season, does he still have it? Is what he got out of Grogu safeguarded? Or is it going to be turned over to the New Republic along with Moff Gideon being turned over to the New Republic? It's hard to say. We have no idea whether that information or you know, samples collected or what, whether that has been preserved and whether he's going to be able to access it in season three or some of his other compatriots will. And when he's finally defeated and captured and brought to the bridge, when he has the opportunity to do so, he tries to kill Bo-Katan, he tries to kill Grogu, and then he tries to kill himself. So clearly there's that fanatical loyalty situation on display and it does make you wonder who he might be reporting to, if anyone, or does he consider himself so valuable that he can't be delivered to New Republic hands? <sighs> yeah, I don't think that he is going to be staying with the New Republic for very long based on how valuable he is as a villain in this series and all of the activity that he's been up to, whether you know, it's the stuff we know or the stuff that's been happening behind the scenes. I almost wonder if Dr. Pershing, as we've seen him in the Mandalorian teaser, is on some kind of mission to actually break Gideon out of his cell. That would be crazy. Ultimately, I think Gideon has a lot more going on that we know about and a lot more connections that are remarkable that we don't know about just yet. And I think we're going to get some reveals in that regard. And I wouldn't be surprised if Grand Admiral Thrawn is among them <laughs> in season three of The Mandalorian. So that's what I've got for you on this Mando Monday, talking about Moff Gideon and what we know and what we might see in season three. And that is going to do it for this episode of the podcast. It just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it, as always. And may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be. By seven is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited, other respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2021 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.